any time we can reset and realign and just trusting yourself in that alignment that when you do focus on what you really and truly care about, it's just going to fall into place so effortlessly. Hello and welcome to The Daily Helping with Dr. Richard Schuster. Food for the brain, knowledge from the experts, tools to win at life. I'm your host, Dr. Richard. Whoever you are, wherever you're from, and whatever you do, this is the show that is going to help you become the best version of yourself. Each episode, you will hear from some of the most amazing, talented, and successful people on the planet who followed their passions and strive to help others. Join our movement to get a million people each day to commit acts of kindness for others. Together, we're going to make the world a better place. Are you ready? Because it's time for your Daily Helping. Thanks for tuning into this episode of the Daily Helping Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Richard. We have an amazing guest to share with you today. Her name is Virginia Salas Castillo, and she is a new earth ecosystems builder, blockchain advisor, and serial entrepreneur who is named one of Inc. Magazine's top 27 women to change the world, as well as Hacker Noon's one of their top 16 women in the NFT space. She is an internationally acclaimed speaker, marketer, activist, founder of Humans I Trust, and the co-founder of the Human Trust Foundation. She is a crypto and NFT innovator who believes in using blockchain for good and the world could use much more of that. Virginia, welcome to The Daily Helping. It is awesome to have you here. Oh, it is absolutely magnificent to be here, Dr. Richard. I am so excited. This is going to be an epic conversation. It is going to be epic. And, you know, there's so many things I want to ask you about NFTs and all the things that you're doing, but I want to jump into the Virginia time machine. Let's, mm. let's dial back and share with us really what puts you on the journey you're on today, because you're doing amazing things in the world. And I want to know how you got there. Mm. Yeah, I always love asking people their origin stories. It just really like helps me orientate what are the experiences that have made us who we are today. And I really had a, a quite an interesting journey coming into this earth. Um, I was born in May of 1989, exactly before the the wall fell in uh, in Berlin. So you can say I came in with a little bit of a historical bang as well, um, and. Yeah, I, I was born into a very interesting uh, family with very cosmic parents. Uh, my mom is an entrepreneur. She speaks seven languages. We traveled the world. So I was nomadic since I was three. I've been a nomad before it was digital. I've been to 15 different schools in three different languages. And in part of my growing up, um, one of the most formidable places that I, that I lived from when I was nine till I was 15 was the Dominican Republic. And the Dominican Republic is La Española, which is one island with Haiti. And Haiti happens to be the poorest country in all of Central America. And this just really impacted me in really, really big ways. And in, in growing up in this island in the Dominican Republic, where there was, you know, this other whole country of people that weren't even allowed in the Dominican Republic. So imagine sharing an island with another country and the Dominicans can go to Haiti, but the Haitians couldn't come to the Dominican mm. Republic. And so um, as part of my schooling journey in, in the DR, my mom put me and my sister into an 
a, a public Dominican school. And so me and my sister were the only two white kids. And this was such an incredible experience for me to have as a nine-year-old because I just really deeply understood my privilege. And compared to my other white friends and you know my, my neighbors, I was considered poor. But to my friends in my Dominican school, I was a multimillionaire. And so I really got to live between these different worlds and understand and question why we do what we do and why there are some people with more resources and some people with less and some people with more access to education and information than others. And so I've always been very curious and very devoted to activism and, and being a humanitarian from gifting my you know dresses and belongings to, to my friends to then later actually going out into um, you know, rural areas like in the countryside, building, you know, sitting on the floor, building people a floor, right? So like such a simple thing, like we take our floors for granted, you know, but there's, there's people that live on, on dirt, dirt floors that can't even sweep the dirt out of it because it's the dirt is just part of it. And so from building houses and, and feeding children and going to the, the dump yards uh, where Haitians would actually live and eat garbage. So you know, if you've ever had the experience of, of people running behind your car and, and begging for food and begging for just the the most simplest necessities that I believe is a human right, uh, it just really shapes you. And so being of service and, and figuring out how we can bring humanity closer together, how we can create abundance for all, these have just been really, really deep uh, parts of my being since I was a child. And so yeah, I moved out at 16, started traveling the world. Uh, my first job was at Apple in, um, in in Ireland as in their European headquarters. When I left, I was uh, doing a billion dollars for them annually in sales. Um, and then I worked at Oracle and had my awakening as, a, as an entrepreneur, realizing that I could just create my own destiny. And I traveled the world for a year researching happiness and trying to understand and what we really needed before I created another product and put that into the world. And that is how the trust ecosystem was birthed after a year of research. So there's a lot to unpack there, Virginia. <laughs> um, I'm curious about one thing. Well, I'm curious about a lot yeah. of things, but this one I'm going to ask first. So this was a conscious decision that you're and you mentioned your mom specifically, that your mom, who was an entrepreneur, said, you know, I'm I'm sending you and your sister to this public school in the DR. So, you know, you're talking like the early 90s, right? Because you were born in 89. Yeah. Correct. People weren't really talking about, you know, the social, you know, the digital divides didn't exist yet, right? But like the social disparity wasn't something that was really in like the consciousness so much uh, like it is today. So did your, was your mom really intentional about wanting you to understand what that was like? Like what were kind of her, her motives, so to speak? I don't want to say motives like, <laughs> like she was like manipulating behind the scenes, but I mean, there was intentionality with her sending you there. So, you know, what was she trying to, I mean, was what you got out of it, which was she was hoping you would get out of it or was there, some was it different yeah no um i would definitely say partially um and then another intention was for us to speak spanish so for us to be just fully immersed where we had no other choice because we we're going to these international schools 
Um, but my mom has always been so deeply devoted to my education and my expansion. Like when I was four or five years old, I remember standing at a bank in line in Miami and my mom would be like, see that person over there, go and introduce yourself. So she would like challenge me from like a social perspective of, of being confident and, and being outgoing and, um, you know, entre entrepreneurial. And she would always support my dreams. And um, I, I definitely didn't grow up like other kids. I had a, instead of Barbies, I had a, a toolbox because uh, her company was, um, yeah, buying homes off of foreclosure and renovating them in Miami. And so like, I would like, you know, put in the doorknobs and things like that. So definitely very unconventionally raised. It sounds like it. And, and there was something else you said along your journey and certainly your, what you accomplished at Apple uh, was impressive. And then moving to another software giant in Oracle. I'm so interested about that other piece you said following that. You spent a year traveling while researching happiness, which is amazing. Tell us what that journey showed you. Yeah. So I studied sociology and English literature at university because I wanted to be a storyteller, a writer, a filmmaker. <clears throat> and so I'm actually, I've actually been blogging my life since 2007. So since YouTube was around, there's a, there's an old channel for anyone that wants to see the progress of an individual, you know, who might look at my videos now. Um, the, the channel is called hello there bourgeois, all one word has like 70 subscribers. And it's like, all of my old content of me as a nerdy teenager. And so, you know, after studies in sociology and just getting deep into, you know, the, the social paradigm and, and what created our society on different cultural levels, um, I just felt really excited about going into the field and, and conducting my own studies, um, you know, and, and, a, and a qualitative research really is what you would um, call what I do. And that's through a series of interviews. So I interviewed everyone from homeless people I met on the street in, in LA to multimillionaires that I met at events like A-Fest by Mind Valley, and really asked them what happiness meant to them and, and how they were living their lives and how they were orientating themselves. And, um, and what I learned in that research is that um, just, yeah, very simple things. Number one, um, the key to happiness is gratitude. It is uh, impossible to be angry from a space of gratitude and really approach your life from that that space and that um, you know the the law of attraction and manifestation is really real. and our thoughts create our reality and it's really on ourselves and our own mindset of, of what is creating the impact of our life and and the tapestry. So, you know, people with incredible balance of wealth, but who didn't have this mindset of joy and connection, were actually living a very poor quality of life, mm -hmm. right? So that's really what I was trying to orientate myself is of, of deep satisfaction. And through that research, I also learned that we're deeply disconnected. I wasn't just interviewing people, I was going out in the field, and I was sitting down on the street with a sign that said, where has the human connection gone? Share a minute of eye contact to find out. And I would just eye gaze strangers while, you know, sitting on the streets and, and I would hug strangers with a sign that said, I trust you. Do you trust me? Give me a hug. Um, and, and doing all sorts of these kinds of, you know, things out in the field that were 
creating ripples of impact that I would film, uh, creating conscious acts of kindness, uh, as well as seeing how people were reacting and what they needed, getting people's feedback of when they would hug me and, and how they would say how much they needed this or no one's hugged them in months. And uh, so just really understanding and feeling. And so that's how the I Trust You movement was born, which was the first iteration of the trust ecosystem, which was just bringing people together, creating more ripples and fields of, of trust through conscious acts of kindness. So, so yeah, I feel really excited that I didn't, I didn't just haphazardly create something of, oh, this is what would make me money. Here's how we could create another revenue stream. But I really went out into the field, looked at what do we really need and created from a space of service. And I think it really shines through and ripples through in, in, in the trust ecosystem and everything that we've built and, and every single person because everyone has been hand-selected and, and, and brought in. So what we are as a community is a community of soulmates. So I want to spend some time here because the trust ecosystem, we talked about it before, you know, this one on the air, you're very, you're so excited about this. You're so proud of this. You're, you're doing amazing things with it. So for somebody listening to it saying, okay, you, you got me, Virginia, I'm interested. I'm curious. Tell me more. Tell us exactly what the trust ecosystem does. And then I want to, I do want to spend some time talking about how you're using NFTs with, within this as well. Yeah, so you know Richard Branson and Virgin. So the way that Richard Branson built Virgin Galactic, Virgin Media, you know, Virgin Air, all of these, this that Virgin ecosystem, imagine that just with trust. So we are creating a global ecosystem of connected conscious organizations, businesses, and nonprofits that are coming together to create the better earth and have regeneration built into their business models. Hey guys, Dr. Richard here. For the past seven years, I've been privileged to bring you incredible guests who are changing the world and can help you become the best version of yourself. I'm really excited to share with you a new quiz that I created based on my clinical training that will curate for you a custom list of my top episodes and actionable strategies to help you wherever you are on your journey. All you need to do is go to drrichardschuster.com to take it, and it's 100% free. You'll be taking the next step on the journey to unlocking the power of you, and I can't wait to see where you'll go. Beautiful. So in, in practicality, then, if if somebody comes into this as, let's say, a consumer, maybe they don't have a business, but um, they definitely are drinking the Trust Kool-Aid, they then would be able to access these lists of businesses and charities and, or, I presume, donate to these charities in some way. Is that, is that on point? A hundred percent. As well as what we're doing as well as we're creating a, a world map of our trust villages. And these are spaces around the world that we've identified that really share our common values and ethos and are these physical in the ground spaces that you can go and you can either buy land, you can attend events, you can, you know, rent a room or whatever it is. And you know that when you come into those spaces, there's going to be a focus on regenerative farming, right? All of these places have either beehives, um, you know, gardens where I am right now in the Hawk and Hawthorne, uh, which is a, a trust village here in Asheville, our second trust village, actually, 
And so I went yesterday to the plants and I got to pick an actual tomato that this community here is growing and, and eat that. So um, yeah, we're really passionate about creating um, new educational systems and just places where, where we can raise our families and, and create out a map. And what's coming in the future is going to be the digital twin. So we're not looking to bring more people necessarily into the vet metaverse, but we're very passionate about the metaverse space and being a player in that. And so with our trust ecosystem, there is also going to be a trust verse where you can visit these trust villages that are going to be digital twins. But the great thing is, is that you can actually go to and travel those, those places in person. Um, so yeah. And just to kind of clarify a little bit more as well from a consumer base, you know, one of the things that's going to be coming soon is trust water, for example. So we want to create the most healthy, high vibrational water um, for everyone in the world. And it's going to be in glass bottles. There's going to be an intention on each of them, like love, joy, giggles, etc. So when you're drinking the water, you're actually, you know, receiving that frequency from it. So I got all kinds of questions about the water. But, <laughs> uh, you, you mentioned you're talking about new educational paradigm, setting up new educational yeah. systems. So yeah. um, that struck my interest. Talk to me a little bit about uh, what you guys are planning in that space. Yeah. So as someone who's been to 15 different schools in three different languages and, and for some years completely refused to go to school because I was getting bullied so badly, it was it was like hell. It was a nightmare for me. And uh, you know, having a lot of like kidpreneur friends and hearing about their experiences and connecting a lot with children. Uh, I'm also an advisor for the Youth United Nations for three years now, who are also one of our partners um, and getting to create their programs. I just really believe in empowerment and curiosity and, and children really having the choice of what is your highest joy? What is your track? What do you really want to learn and create? And, and where is your curiosity being ignited? And so I really believe in building structures where we are learning from the people that are actually doing the things and being able to, to pull from entrepreneurs and creators uh, that are expanding across the arts, especially as well, like music and entrepreneurship. And so we have uh, an online curriculum with Humans I Trust. We have some courses that are available online. And something that's coming in the future is building out I Trust Youth, uh, which is our, our youth community to really just empower children and um, this is going to, our pilot program is going to be now um, with the Youth United Nations, where we have 50 scholarships for our youth um, that are valued at $5,000 each, where they're going to be learning from just really amazing uh, partners of the United Nations, and they're going to be sharing their magic. So in those kind of little ways, we're already just providing educational platforms, but then, you know, in future, just connecting the curriculums. Another one that we're connected with is the Contentment Foundation, which is created by Daniel Cordaro, who's the former director of well-being at Yale University. And he's created these five pillars of mindfulness that are rolled out in schools worldwide. So just really, it's going to start with just giving these different verticals that already exist, um, just more light and, um, and awareness for our community. And then down the line in these villages, just helping curate yeah, just curriculums of of freedom, really, for the kids where they feel excited and joyous to be studying. And then also, you know, I think I don't think that being in school for 12 years is really necessary until 18 years old. You know, one of one of our members started her company when she was nine 
and is already an international rock star at 13. So I just am really passionate about supporting the youth. I, I love that so much. You know, there's so many things that you learn in school that you don't really ever use in real life. Um, so, you know, if a parent is listening to this and they said, you know, I, I'm not going to pull my kid out of public school, but, you know, can can I augment what they don't address in school by you know, going and getting some of these courses online? That's that's mm -hmm. coming if it's not available now. Right. Exactly. Exactly. One that's already available is um, Hannah Lay Swan's Conscious Parenting course, which is really, really amazing. Um, I haven't looked at her website for a while, but if you just go hannahlayswan.com, um, her two parents, I mean, just generally even just following them on Instagram is like such a journey. Um, her and her parents, they're called the Unstoppable Family. Um, and they're just a really good example of really giving this support um, to Hanalei to become the, the leader that she is now. And yeah, I would just recommend to reach out to me personally um, on my Instagram or to humans I trust on Instagram. And I can just recommend a few, yeah, just depending on what they're looking for and, and, and yeah, what they really need um, just more have like a custom approach than just throwing out like a, a done for all sort of solution. That's right. really what you know, we, we do at Humans I Trust is, is just really curated, high touch for, for everyone because everyone needs something else. Oh, absolutely. I love that. All right. So I want to take a little bit of time because I would be remiss if I didn't address it. You're, you know, you're one of the top 16 people in the world, 16 women in the world, excuse me, in the NFT space. So talk to us a little bit about that. And I don't need, you know, we don't need to do NFT 101, but Talk to us about how you're using NFT because everybody's trying to find a way to monetize blockchain and you're talking about using blockchain for the good of the world. So talk to us about how you're working in the NFT space to, to change the planet for the better. 100%. Yeah, this is one of my favorite topics. I've been advising in the blockchain space since 2015. So I've seen a lot of projects you know, come across my desk. I get a lot of calls a lot of requests to join a lot of different things and, and bring my marketing and, and my fundraising and network magic into spaces. And I'm very, very selective. The first, um, one of the first projects I started working on in, in 2016 ended up being an untrustworthy project. So I've felt the, the financial and the emotional pain myself of being connected to something that is out of integrity. And so, you know, with the birth of the, the trust ecosystem and everything that we do, just having a lot of care and presence with the projects that we associate ourselves with is just really important. Um, and there's always like this as far as, as we can go. Um, so I just want to acknowledge that, you know, if we're talking about blockchain and we're talking about NFTs, I also want to acknowledge the, the dark side of the moon and, and just the, just creating awareness and caution of anything that you're investing into or, you know, decide to put time into people call crypto a casino. And I, I would agree with that. You know, it is, it is a casino and there's, but there's, there's projects that are really, um, yeah, really honorable and, and are really coming from pure intentions and that are going to be incredibly profitable through this technology and those projects that aren't. And so just with the, you know, when speaking about NFTs, I also want to speak to where we currently are in, in the bear market and, and just the importance of, focusing on the technology rather than on the hype or on, you know, what is currently cool. 
um, because I really believe in building systems that are for longevity. And why I'm so passionate about NFTs is that an NFT is a smart contract. And I believe that NFTs have unlocked the potential of blockchain for the masses. Because before, when we would be talking about things like Ethereum, Bitcoin, Ripple, you know, Doge, Shibu Inu, et cetera, people would like be a little bit just confused. They wouldn't really understand, okay, well, is this a Ponzi? And then we see things like Luna, for example, that, you know, completely crashed. I know people that have lost hundreds of thousands of dollars, millions of dollars in, in that. And that is, that is, that is really, you know, that's, that's a real problem. That's a, you know, a lot of people's financial space has shifted massively due to projects like this, right? So I just want to create awareness and caution around this ecosystem and, and why I'm building on the blockchain and why I think NFTs are important for our membership is because they give our members this contract. It's an agreement of their membership. And I can do that with anything. I could take a photo or just, you know, print something and, and, and I can be like, this is your membership to Humans I Trust. But the reason why we're doing that through NFTs is because it creates this digital contract. And, and that digital contract is going to give us a lot of epic functionality. Like, for example, with our trust villages, we're talking now to um, a company that specializes specifically for real estate NFTs, meaning that someone can access the booking system with their NFT and can book a room in the trust village up till three years in advance. So these are the kind of functionalities um, that are important to us and that I think is is the future as well as the heightened security decentralization of our funds. So our partner right now for Humans I Trust is called Earth Wallet. So if you check out earthwallet.io, they're on the App Store, um, on Android, on, on all the you know Play Stores, etc. Um, and it is a self-custodial wallet. And it just has it's it's just a wallet that I trust, you know. So who is CEO that I know who is you know, house I've been to, whose father I've met, you know, and so I just take my time and in, in finding out these these companies and these um, these trusted blockchain ecosystems. Um, and then our other blockchain partner is Veeam. And so, um, and they're specifically working on creator DAOs and, and creating, uh, you know, these, these containers and, and structures for people to come together and, and create their own DAOs. And so, yeah, so those are my thoughts on on NFTs and and why I'm excited about it. Like for us, also like our prices are all in USDT, so they're stable. We're not looking to create this crazy, you know, ride for people where one ETH is is four point four k, and then it's one point six k, and then someone's paying you know four k for a membership, and one is paying one point six. It doesn't it doesn't make sense. So we're all in USDT, and we're utilizing this technology to scale our ecosystem and we create soulbound nfts as well so you can't just buy a, a humans i trust membership there's a whole process of um, getting into the dow perfect i love this so is there anything coming up virginia that you're excited about that you think if people are listening to this mm -hmm. and like yeah i want to find out more how can i get involved uh anything coming up that they would need to know about yeah, absolutely. So our next Humans I Trust retreat is going to be in St. Lucia in, from the 7th to the 12th of October. I'm really, really stoked about that. It's going to be an intimate container where we get to jump into the different creators' businesses um, and how they can be supported and expanded, as well as connecting to other humans um, that you can most likely trust 
for collaboration, as well as looking at blockchain technology and NFT creation specifically to expand revenue streams. Um, and then we're also going to be in COP27 in Egypt creating events, as well as around the World Economic Forum. We always create the New Earth Forum and, and bring our members around there. So those are some dates and spaces where um, people can come and hang out with us. And then in 2023, as well, it's going to be our first year of Earth Fest, uh, which is going to be really special uh, four-day festival as well. Very so, cool. And we'll have links to out. all that. We'll have links to all that good stuff at the show notes. So you know, the people can get where they want to get to and, and learn all of the stuff that you're up to. Uh, Virginia, I, I can't state enough how much I've enjoyed spending time with you today. As you know, I wrap up every episode by asking my guests a single question, and that is, what is your biggest helping? That one most important piece of information you'd like somebody to walk away with after hearing our conversation today? Ah, oh, there's so many things I can think of. <clears throat> I'll start here is really allowing yourself to tune into your alignment. So no matter where you currently are at your level of success, if you've you know, had billion dollar exits, if you're just starting out, if you're just bought a new website that you're excited about, just really allowing yourself to orientate of what is my biggest yes? And what is the life that I wanna live? What is my everyday wanna be? And is this really in alignment with my highest calling and what I truly desire and love? Or does this feel like it's going to be profitable or, you know, other people said that this is a good business model. So at any time we can reset and realign and just trusting yourself in that alignment that when you do focus on what you really and truly care about, it's just going to fall into place so effortlessly. So beautifully said. say that's a little, little nugget. That I, I know it's a good nugget. Uh, tell us where people can find you online and connect with you. Yeah. So my um, Instagram is the best place to always connect with me. I'm always checking my messages. So at Virginia Salas Castillo, you'll find the the name here on this podcast. Um, and yeah, send me a message with daily helping, letting me know that you listen to this and any other thoughts and inspirations. And then uh, our website, humansitrust.com, you'll find all the, the newest updates and how to get involved with the community. Perfect. And we'll have everything that Virginia has been talking about, including her YouTube channel when she was a nerdy teenager and the show oh, notes at, at, the, at the dailyhelping.com. Uh, Virginia, this has been awesome. Thank you so much for spending some time with us today. Thank you. And to each and every one of you who took time out of your busy day to listen to this, I want to thank you as well. If you like what you heard today, go give us a follow on Apple Podcasts and leave us a five-star review because that is what helps other people find the show. But most importantly, go out there today and do something nice for somebody else, even if you don't know who they are, and post it in your social media feeds using the hashtag MyDailyHelping because the happiest people are those that help others. 